And I don't know if you can necessarily live in the portal, but I certainly think you can supplement. And we saw Izzo do it with Tyson Walker. But for whatever reason, he sat on these scholarships. And, you know, now you have to play Malik Hall through injury for 30-some minutes. And Pierre Brooks doesn't work out. And so you don't really have a lot to, to lean on because you didn't have the depth that was there. And so I think for a lot of these Big Ten schools, they have to figure out ways to get really good guards, even if they're from a mid-major level. You can see that they can still play. You got nothing but mid-majors, you know, two mid-majors in this Final Four. So yeah. you got to find a way to, to find some players to help your team. Yeah, I guess because what I think uh, for the last from like 1,200 players in the portal, and I'm like, I didn't know it was that many spots out there. Now, yeah, you got uh, Caleb Love, Carolina. Yeah, he's going to have his pick of the litter, but I've, I've never understood – Guys would just jump into the portal thinking, you know, Duke's going to call me and I'm just going to go running there. My strategy has always been I'm not jumping in the portal unless I know where I'm landing. I'm only going to be in the portal for about a day and a half, like, a you know, just a, a weekend resort type of thing. And then, hey, up, I've already worked this out through back channels. But when I look at it now, it's it's almost. I guess it's two types of strategies for the portal for me. It's mercenary portal where you could hire me because I forgot the guy from Kansas State who was shooting the logo threes against Michigan State. He's back in the portal. So he's gone. So that wasn't good enough for him. He wants to go to a bigger school. And then you also, to me, if I were to use the portal, I would go the other route where I would look at the smaller mid majors and try to get the best players from those schools, kind of like State did with Tyson Walker. And why don't you come here and give you a bigger stage, bigger platform, and, and see what you could do. But I, I guess I've never been into the whole, you know what, I'm for hire each year. And I think the NCAA is going to crack down on it, saying that you get one transfer, and after the second, first one, you're going to have to explain why you're doing this. And it's not just because, well, they're offering me more money. Because, that you know, let's face it, NIL is a part of this thing, but – I don't know. They, they, it seems like they need to get a little bit tighter rein because, or you know what, you just need to educate players because I've just, I've just never understood why in the world would you jump in the portal, knowing, I, I just, I mean, I, I call them the uh, the basketball homeless because they don't have any place to go once they're in there. The team doesn't want them back, and nobody else wants you, so your career just kind of ends in limbo. Yeah, and I, I think it's, it's interesting when you have guys that have gone to like two schools in two years or three schools in three years. It's kind of like, well, what did you expect after you left the first time and went to the right. next school? Like, were you promised something and didn't work? And so then you said, OK, I got to go somewhere else. You know, at what point does the grass not become greener in your mind? You know, I think there's certain cases where it's like, you know what, I'm really not playing here. I want to go somewhere else. And, you know, I think a Pierre Brooks situation where he doesn't play any minutes in a tournament, handwriting's on the wall, I'm not going to play. I want to go. Right. Sure. Okay. But like a guy like Jay Neps for Illinois, like he was a starting point guard for Illinois. And now you're in the portal. So it's kind of like, well, if you were a starting point guard on a Big Ten team that made the tournament, like what's next for you? Like what are you expecting you know, that's going to be better than the situation that you have right now. I, I don't know if they have, you know, well, guys in their ear that are saying, hey, man, you better than this. You can go here and, 
you know, the coach isn't using you right and you need to, you know, go somewhere well, where they appreciate Here's the funny thing you. about that. The funny, and it made sense at the time, but in hindsight, Pete Nance. Right. Leaves Northwestern. I would go to North Carolina. One of these teams made the tournament. Yep. And it wasn't North Carolina. It had to hurt him. Had looking to. at the team that he played with as he's sitting there with a bunch of guys like, y'all were number one in the nation. This was a slam dunk. Why am I sitting at home when I could have stayed in Evanston and still been playing right now? Or the only one I guess I can kind of understand is Andre Cobella, who left Illinois, goes to St. John's, and then Rick Pitino gets hired and basically told all of them, you all are going to be great basketball players, just not here for St. John's. So there's the door. You can get out. He's back in the portal. I think he thought he found a spot in St. John's, even though St. John's wasn't that great. But, yeah, you're right. When you got guys who are good and then all of a sudden, like, what you were starting, you're not going to the league. Like, what else were you planning to go with? It it just makes me think that at that point it's got to be about the money. Yeah, I would think so. And I think the fact that there's no guardrails for – for any of this, you know, it's kind of the wild, wild west in terms of guys can just go in a portal, money can be exchanged. You know, you got these collectives that say, hey, you can come here for this. Or, you know, you see guys driving this kind of car, that kind of car. I mean, it went from nothing to car blanche. And I think people are just trying to figure out, you know, what works best for them because there's really no regulation on it. Um, and, I, you know, I think that that's been a big issue. I was reading an article couple of days ago where I guess Izzo was talking about, you know, the extra interviews he had with people and making sure he's trying to keep the guys that he has on the roster. But, you know, he's heard about other schools like Minnesota where guys are in the handshake line and, you know, uh, an opposing player or coach might like bump into a Minnesota player. It's kind of like, hey, we're interested in you. Let's talk, you know, like there's certain there's so many ways now, I guess, to try to get someone's attention like, hey, we want to talk. If you want to leave, you know, I'm going to give you a signal. All right, cool. Let's talk. You know, the fact that there's there's no regulation and anything goes at this point. And so I feel like you have to try really hard just to keep the players you have because, you know, tampering's going on. Guys are trying to poach you during the tournament or during the regular season or whatever it is. And so, I mean, it's it's going to be crazy to, to see how it goes. And, you know, hopefully, you know, most of these Big Ten schools can keep their players. Uh, but, you know, they certainly need to add some, too. They can't just rest on their laurels. No. And then 